0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Like many local industries, the Malaysian arts and culture sector has gone through several upheavals in 2020. First, there was the sudden entry of the Perikatan National Government, and then to a larger extent, the global COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and now the industry is in the process of figuring out how to regroup. So recently, dancer, choreographer and founder of Sutra Foundation, Dato Ramli Ibrahim, published an opinion piece in the Malay Mail that um, uh, that outlined his ideas and recommendations on some possible ways forward and this was an article that ended up being shared by many people within the arts community and so to elaborate further on these ideas I have with me via Skype Ramli himself.
1: Uh, How are you doing? Hi, hi, Sharmila. Thank you for having me in BFM. I'm fine. Thank you. Uh,
0: Well, maybe the um, best place to start would be what we have actually been talking about a lot. um, And a lot of people in the arts community have been talking about a lot, which is the struggles of um, the arts scene due to this pandemic and the movement control order. Now, how do you think these issues um, are exacerbated by the existing problems and challenges with the treatment of arts and culture in Malaysia?
1: Well, the thing is that uh, uh, the ministry, especially the, the present new government, keep asking us on what is the short-term solution. I don't know, maybe, maybe they're not secured enough to, uh, to, uh, you know, to, um, to be in the government for a long time, but also because there is a pandemic uh, now, And so we have to solve the problems that are hitting the the artists. But I always thought that the artists were not sufficiently uh, looked after, even before the pandemic. So what's the difference? Mm. Uh, But the fact is that, you know, theaters have got closed down and all that kind of thing, and they can't perform. Of course, exacerbated the, the present situation. But basically... The artists themselves have have been literally abandoned by both the Barisan National government and the PN government uh, and the PH government then, because they were still trying to clean up other acts, other kleptocracy act. But um, the fact is that they didn't uh, uh, they didn't really look at uh, uh, the the um, uh, the present situation in terms of what is the real problems facing the arts community. But now we are talking about what is the short term solution. I think this short term solution is, is relatively uh, straightforward. You know, uh, what are the packages that you want to give to the artists, uh, why they have lost money and all those kind of things and, and how we can, uh, um, uh, alleviate some of these problems in the short term. But then we have still uh, the, the, the problems later in the next two months or so, Shamila, and uh, we have not solved that problems, the major problems, as what I had uh, kind of um, uh, given a more comprehensive um, um, uh, look at what is a problem with the present uh, state of the arts. Um, in malaysia um so i think we we have seen many many recommendations by artists themselves as to what the short-term solutions are and uh i think if the government look at that that and 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 you know n- just don't look at the artists but also look at um uh, the people behind the scenes you know the the even the the lighting designer mm. the 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 makeup artist and uh, the the people who are working behind to support uh, the arts they are they are equally important.
0: So, um, yes, I, I am very interested actually to take a, a longer term uh, look uh, at this issue. And that's exactly what you spoke about in your opinion piece in the Millie Um And, you know, one of the main suggestions that you made was for the setting up of an independent arts council. Now, you're obviously not alone in your call for this. This is something that many people have been talking about for years. Um, yes. Could you elaborate more on your thoughts on this?
1: So one of the major things I feel uh, is that, you know, whatever vision, whatever, whatever uh, long-term planning, but if you don't have the right people right from the top to execute it, it's all just fall to pieces, mm. uh, really. That's the basic thing I'm saying. But I think we need not just to have um, a political appointee who look at their term as a short short kind of a flight by night kind of a. Uh, situation, but someone who are truly, um, uh, uh, really, really passionate and understand, sensitive that the arts is important for nation building. So we have a uh, kind of ministers who have been in the uh, the Ministry of Tourism, uh, um, Arts and Culture. Who really are not interested in the arts and culture, and who only look at the arts and culture as a kind of a tool for tourism, as a kind of bridesmaid for tourism. And so this is a problem, uh, you know. And the major problem for the artists, uh, in which the pandemic is also, you know, I mean, not not going to, to help, is the fact that they they lack the funding or the right kind of funding. And 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 if the funding had been channeled to an arts broker, it somehow didn't get it. Uh, The the people who count didn't get it. And Sutra, as one of the most prominent and high-profile members who have been dedicating uh, their lives to the arts, did not get much funding or nothing at all in terms of to help it continue with with um, with uh, doing what it, it does best, and I think sutra is not the only uh, situation. I think get rid of the arts brokers, please.
0: Mm. So this question of, um, or, or rather, I think there's a lot of talk about who shouldn't be in charge of the arts. You know, we all we have the wrong people. Um, but what if we ask the opposite question? In your opinion, who should be in charge?
1: I think there should be that there, there should be a a good. Uh, Section of the artist, the scholar, and the bureaucrats themselves. So it cannot just be the artist who might not be good at administration. Uh, there must be a scholar who really, but the only thing is that a lot of the bureaucrats and the scholars don't mm. turn padang sufficiently. They are Pretty well looked after in their the kind of thing. It's the artists who are who are really in the in the lowest kind of a uh, rung and and not looked after. Shamila, that's the problem. So there is a disconnect between the three. But the three should be within the the advisory council. So I had suggested a kind of board looking after not just the performing arts, not just dance, but maybe the literature, music dance, orang asli, craft, filmed, and all that. You, you can add more also. Mm. But each has its own expert and doing it, say, within a three-year period or even two year for that matter because... During that period is a time when they can do the best for the community. After that, they cannot do it, and they they cannot. The longer you, are, you can just look at Istana Budaya or look at uh, Istana Budaya, how long is the director going to be there? He's been there for the last fifteen years, and I think that's a dangerous thing.
0: Mm. And you mentioned earlier, of course, um, that 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 the arts um, and the Arts Council should not fall under the purview of the Ministry of Tourism, or rather it shouldn't be coupled together with the idea of tourism. Right. Um, now, where would it then sit?
1: I think there must be a certain autonomy, the, the certain arm's length, because the, the you know, because government is political, because government look at KPIs in a way that a bureaucrat look at it, and this doesn't work in the arts. The arts have got its own um uh, uh, its own way of measuring its success, and this is a very, very you know, the arts is complex. The barometer of success is not the same as money, um, uh, sense uh, ringgit and cents, you know. So I think uh, I think it has to be a, There is a certain autonomy that's that's certainly, and a lot of the arts are like that uh, in in all over the world. This is how the arts can can have the creativity through a certain amount of independence. and But then you have to go back again into the real bl- uh, blueprint of what you want of the, the national cultural policy. And I think the c- national cultural policy has to be more inclusive than what it is now. You know, the national cultural policy is more about you can't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And it is too... Uh, the arabitization of culture and arts is, is too restrictive and too inhibiting for any culture, to, uh, arts and culture, to, to flower and bloom. And you must remember that Malaysia is a very diverse community.
0: Mm. So uh, that was something that you did speak about as well, this um, yeah. rethinking what the national cultural policy should be. Is there a value to a national cultural policy at all? And if so, what would that ideal direction be?
1: Then I think the the, the scholar has written a lot about this value, this kind of eventually the face, the kind of, um, uh, you know, it's not just about uh, uh, the the quality of living that comes from environment, comes from uh, town planning, comes from the aesthetics of actually it's about the national identity, Shamila. Mm. So I think culture and arts contribute to the national identity of, of Malaysia. And so that is very, very important. How do you value that? I think it's one of the prime important, and this is why countries such as Indonesia uh, have culture and education as, as, uh, as together, because I think this is important. So it's, it's, it's uh, culture, as I said, does not become subservient to tourism, which can be a very dangerous thing.
0: So are there other um, countries or other governments, um, you know, who are, who are setting the tone or direction that we could possibly learn from?
1: You know, I really think that we need to form our own thing as much as the, the model may be based on UK or Australia, but I think it has to be tuned to suit Malaysia. You know, for example, Malaysia should also look at its traditional uh, arts as a very important intangible heritage. And already there is a a kind of a cultural genocide that is happening in Klantan and Trungano. And when you go there, you can actually uh, feel that the Suri has gone out of the land. And this is because the culture and the arts have kind of been... Earth, um, suppress.
0: So we do need to take a quick break, but uh, that is something that I would like to pick up on again when we come back. Um, yes. I'm speaking with dancer, choreographer and founder of Sutra Foundation, Datho Ramli Ibrahim, about possible ways forward for the Malaysian arts industry in the wake of the new Perikatan National Government and of course the COVID-19 pandemic. So we'll be back after a short break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. With me today is Datuk Ramli Ibrahim, who is, uh, of course, uh, a dancer, choreographer and also the founder of the Sutra Foundation. And we are talking about the struggles of the local arts industry, particularly uh, not just due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but also because we've had, um, you know, a new government this year and uh, he's sharing his thoughts on what possible ways forward might be to rebuild and rethink our idea of the arts. Sector. Um, so, Dr. Ramli, you know, before the break, you um, there are uh, several things that you mentioned that I would like to pick up on, um, and one of them is this idea of separating uh, the, the 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 serious aspects of the arts from the commercial aspects of the arts, as you yeah. called it. Um, now, could you explain, you know, what is this difference, and is the split even feasible or possible?
1: Well, uh, I don't. I don't. Um uh, underestimate that commercial art such as film also and, and music is also serious. But to a certain extent, they also play, uh, their horizon that play to the gallery, play to the demand of uh, their audience. But I think serious arts, uh, in my vocabulary that I am interested in, are those that are to do with research, archive, to to look how much, say, for example, we can explore the contemporary uh, manifestation of present traditional works that we have. Because, you know, even everything is in constant floods. They change all the time. If we don't add in something new, they will die. And, you know, in Malaysia, the traditional uh, arts should be, Part of the the growing um, uh, uh, enrichment of the the population, we are not just fed from uh, the MTVs or, or, or works from Bollywood or Hollywood or Collywood or from uh, from Korea. So so I think these this these are the things that we we have to look from the point of view and not just making. Uh, looking at the arts industry from the profit making uh, um, side of it. And this is where the serious arts or the people who are in the council should be looking at.
0: Mm. And certainly, there is a disconnect at the moment, even from the top. I mean, if we look at the, the uh, I suppose the rather controversial comments that uh, were made by, Datuk Sri Nancy Shukri, the Tourism, uh, Arts and Culture Minister, where yes. she, basically equated the arts industry with things like bands and and, and, uh, and, and bands performing. Um, so, is it is it a problem with the a lack of understanding of what the difference is when it comes to these different art sectors?
1: Well, I, I I had a meeting, a very brief meeting with uh, YB Nancy, but she says that it was not uh, it was not she was not prepared for the interview. She didn't know that the interview uh, interview was going to be aired. So there you are. But uh, um, at the same time, she has to be prepared. But um, um, I felt that uh, this this lack of. Uh, Resonance between the ministry and the real impulse of creativity has never been there. And, uh, you know, the thing is that uh, they have been functioning over a model that are 30 years old. And when the artists have evolved, the ministry have not. This is one of the tragedies of the present disconnect between the ministry and the artists themselves. How many times, uh, who are the curators or the, the directors of the visual arts, the and Sinalukis ever see other um, other exhibitions? No, uh, and, and they are not the creative impulse of the nation. The creative impulse of the nation is happening all over the place. They have to be with it. Otherwise uh, they miss the boat.
0: Mm. And you did recommend uh, in your article that you know these various government institutions that are that represent the arts nationally, you know whether it's Istana Budaya or Aswara or Balai Seni, even the National Library or the Dewan Basa Pustaka. You um, recommended that they all need to be reevaluated. Um right. What is the what is the what is your thinking behind
1: that? Well, I think you know they they have not. Like I mentioned, they, they have not got the creative impulse of the nation. and they seem to be got they 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 they, they, they seem to be stuck in the time warp. Um, if the Basa, uh, you know, the uh, if the language is not used in in the kind of way uh, that say Japan or, or Chinese is used. Or, or Indonesian is used is because maybe the language is not completely used in the way uh, that is dynamic uh, or if if uh, the film uh, is not as good as others because there was a time when Malaysian films are right on top of it is because maybe uh, the kind of... Uh, um, uh, Editing laws that are used in in finance is, is inhibiting uh, creativity. You know, you you have to really put the cards on the table and ask these people: Do you want that change or not? But um, but for me, I think there there is also other things because there are other third parties that are uh, receiving. Funding, uh, which are not really get into uh, get to the the artists themselves. I'm not just talking about dancers; I'm talking all other artists. And uh, I think um, we need to have all these institutions fully audited.
0: Mm. And um, that you know that goes back to that idea of um, that distinction between um, what is commercial. Now, the reality of the industry, of course, is that uh, funding is always more easily available for the works or for the institutions that are seen as putting out work that more people will watch. So it's always more difficult to sell things that are perhaps a little bit more um, perceived as a little bit more inaccessible. Now, how do we bridge that gap? How do we convince more people that uh, the arts are for everyone and not just a niche
1: audience. Yes. You know, in things like animation in Malaysia, which is already reaching international audience, I think the government should... augment this by ways of boosting that, uh, that, that thing. And I I think in Australia also, Australian films at one stage, Mm -hmm. I think it was during the Labour government that everything was opened and the, the Australian arts council was formed and it actually shot up the, the, the kind of renaissance of arts in uh, Australia. I was there at that time in the seventies. So, you know, the brain in the arts are called back again to contribute. And they came back from Europe, from everywhere to do that. So so um, you can boost the, the, those works that are commercially good, uh, you know, even the the, the, the the singing industries, you know. But at the same time, you know, it's several prong that the other arts, like the intangible cultural heritages, uh, you know, including, including say, the Bujang Valley, uh, of ours, which which I believe at one stage has got a 10 million grant, I don't know, or is it from the government or the Agahan Foundation? But we, it's already two years now. We don't hear anything of that. Um, what's happened to that? So this this is the kind of thing. Things seem to not have a, a, a critical mass of. Of of really jumping, making that quantum jump to that kind of uh, uh, self sufficiency, or oh, I I really think that Ma Yong could could have been a, a more more than just uh, an extravaganza of uh, young uh, head in Istana Budaya, um, so so I think uh, I think something the community itself needs to be uh, to be um, uh, rejuvenated, uh, but this has not happened so. Uh, no way can Mat Yong uh, be uh, revived uh, through Aswara or Istana Budaya. It has to be revived from its, the community that has conceived, uh, conceived and made it in the first place. As you know, you know um, all this is so political, and it's you know people are recognizing it, accept, uh, and and a lot of people are helpless. So um, I, I, I think. Um, the arabitization of the malay culture has been one of the gr- regressive things that has happened in the malay culture uh, we 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 saw that happens you know once you don't understand the metaphor of consecrating the place say for example during silat or during bukapangong in makyong you don't understand that you you concentrate it's almost like a, a yoga it's nothing to do with religion as much as to do with concentrating your mind to bring out the best of the essence, to consecrate the space uh, rather than uh, a religious uh, act. Uh, Without that, uh, I think that kebatenan, that is very important to seek the divinity of the art form, be it cooking, be it whatever it is. So it's important to give, to understand that life, art, Culture at its highest level is divine.
0: And where do you see education fitting into all this? Because that's the other prong that you talked about—the um, need for integrating the arts with education.
1: Well, this is this is important. This is so important. The artists are finding it difficult to find new audience because the new audience are not don't know their own art. They will know Lady Gaga. They don't know what is Rubab. <laughs>
0: yeah that's right
1: <laughs> yes so we have to go back right again you know if i I speak to the um the uh the minister of uh, uh, um, uh, jkkn about oh we need uh, education and and uh, arts together and they will quickly tell you they've done it oh yes we have done it but that's a 40 minute in you know, a one month, uh, curriculum uh, doing calisthenics or something like that you know <laughs> mm. so it's not really you you have to look at that input of the arts as essential it's almost what that Jack Ma said during this time of digital technology and artificial intelligence it's the humanity it's the humanity that we must inculcate into our young I I find that very important artists basically are shaman shaman in the sense that they they see the future Shamela because because I think we understand this this part uh, the the internet the AI and all those kind of things dehumanize us it's fine when we are working uh, in terms of efficiency of the work but the humanity is that intangibility that we are talking about that that, that celebrate our humanity and divinity.
0: Now you were recently um, a part of the meeting with the Ministry of Finance which was uh, organized uh, in I think partly in order to see how the government can help the arts industry at this point in time. Um, how did that go? what were the issues that were raised? Do you think well, that there will be something fruitful uh, coming from that?
1: Well, I was very, very uh, sh- uh, surprised, amazed that uh, we were called. Literally, I dropped everything to go because that was the first time that the Ministry of Finance ever called the artists to speak with them. And, you know, I mean, I was confirmed literally the very morning uh, I dropped everything and 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 just go. But uh, this discussion, again, is a short-term discussion. But I think the MOF, the Minister of Finance, wanted to know firsthand as to what are the problems involved. And I'm very impressed then with uh, YB Minister uh, Zafrul, who who wants to to hear from the artists themselves. So no one was talking about their own problem. We are talking about the industry's problem and the need of artists. So there were musicians, there were performing artists, there were theater people, there were animation, and we all needed to say what is the short-term requirement for the industry, our particular industry, during the pandemic. And it's basically packages and all those kind of things uh, Shamila, so I, I am. I'm, I'm pleased. At least uh, we 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 got heard from the Ministry of Finance, who supplies the who gives the, 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 the other money to the other ministries. Yes, mm. so so it's good that they know that uh, uh, some of us may not received uh, the money purportedly gone to the other ministry.
0: Now, speaking of funding, um, you, one of the things you did touch on in your in your opinion piece is that there should be better models for funding when it comes from the private sector, when it comes from the corporates. Yeah. Um, now, what are some of the, what What do you think is the issue with the way this is currently, and how can this be improved?
1: I think one of the major issues is this online proposal that they have to do because it is so difficult to get in that a lot of the artists just give up. Whether it is Chandana or whether it's Saim Dabi, the moment you fill hundreds of forms... Uh, you just say that, oh, my God, I'm not going to fill all this thing for just like another one thousand ringgit from Chandana or whatever. So uh, so we, they just give up. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I, I, I keep telling I even uh, told YB Shukri um, and Nancy that that the, you can find 10, 10 performing arts institution that have been working for the last 30 decades uh, uh, on the arts you have to recognize them and uh, you know you you don't have to mix them together with the new uh, uh, up upcoming uh, group uh, so so th- th- there is no understanding who is holding the fort at the moment you know Sutra or temple of fine Art or pasaka for example this these are uh, uh, organizations that have been known to be the catalyst to to spark of other things check check with them what they are doing you know you don't have to ask them again the indignity of filling 20 forms but
0: of course um the truth is that when they're providing funding there does need to be transparency and accountability right no
1: the forms the Forms are there. They they help, but you still have to go because forms. You can lie about the forms. Mm. Have you have you heard uh, people talking about data as if they can just pluck it out thin air? <laughs> and you believe them? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've been there, and someone would say, "Oh, but Ramli has performed thirty thousand to 30. I said, "Oh, where the hell did you get that figure from?" And and you know people out there. They believe in number, but the numbers are never verified. Forms can lie.
0: Mm. And what about in terms of the... um, Because one of the criticisms that's often... Made about the private sector is that they tend to be more interested in funding um, the the institutions that they seem that they see as being good ROI's in some way or the other. Definitely, um, yeah, yeah. So how well, can this be improved?
1: Yeah, the corporates. Tell me how many of the corporates are really doing the, SL, uh, the CSR program uh, uh, in the arts because they. Because it's not sports, they don't have the numbers. So, you know, a lot of the artists have no uh, uh, no respect for the cultural CSR program for corporates. Uh, very few out there that you can really say, oh, my God, they, they are really, they understand the arts. But uh, they want their ROI to be, you know, it's like they give you... Uh, Ten ringgit, they want a hundred ringgit in return. You know, so that kind of attitude happens with a lot of the CSR cultural program of corporates. And I, I, I am, you know, we, we. I think a lot of artists have stopped uh, looking at that with very, very few. But what I do respect are few individuals who i i think uh, sutra for instance are sustained by these individuals who are extremely enlightened extremely sensitive and they this they, they 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 are um, you know uh, they, they they are with us so i i i i have great love and respect for them because uh, it's being sustained, uh, like Buckminster Fuller had said. You know, you, the human civilization is not sustained by econ- uh, political and economic system, but by individuals.
0: <laughs> so we do need to wrap up, unfortunately. Um, and and uh, you know, this, there's been a lot of things that you've brought up, and yes. I hope that moving forward, if nothing at all, that this pandemic has given some space for people to rethink how we've been doing things.
1: Um, Any final thoughts? Um, Yes, I think there is a great fear-mongering that is still happening. You know, I mean, I've got a, a WhatsApp group with older people and the kind of Fear mongering that is happening. I mean, I think this is this is not a very good way of 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 lifting up the the smangat and lifting up people doing this. This really, I mean, we we recognize that the pandemic is is very, um, you know, it's frightening, but we cannot frighten it more. I feel that. Uh, the government should open up with SOP parks. I think galleries should start opening now with SOP. Why close it? A lot of civil servants can work harder now. It's, it's, it's you know, open it up. Get 100 people with SOP to come and, you know, they, they can check because these are the things that will build up Back again, the samangat. I keep telling my friend this morning that Lakshmi and Saraswati has got to be coaxed back into the life of the people. The <laughs> samangat uh, has got to be coaxed back into the life of the people, so that you know we can we can start enjoying life. So, Lakshmi uh, and
0: Saraswati, meaning the arts and then prosperity.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so these are the kind of things that we need to to start healing, uh, you know, I mean, of course, uh, we know that during the MCO, the healing factor is the arts. People are looking at the arts. People are looking at music. People are looking at the, the videos. These are artistic uh, uh, and cultural things, uh, Shamila. So the arts is very, very important. The arts is, is the one that is offering the balm for the people during pandemic. So we have to look at it and, and mind it very much.
0: Thank you so much, Lato Ramli. Thank you. I've been speaking with dancer, choreographer and founder of Sutra Foundation, Dato Ramli Ibrahim, about possible ways forward for the Malaysian arts industry in the wake of uh, not just the new Perikatan national government, but also the COVID-19 pandemic. So if you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments, you can download the podcasts on BFM.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.